0: Welcome you to Deliverance Temple on this chilly January morning, but it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. It is good. David said, I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. And those of you who have tuned in online, we appreciate you that have tuned in online. We thank you for your giving, your coming, your being present, your tuning in online. We appreciate all of that. But now it comes time for us to hear from the word of the Lord. So let's bow our heads and let's pray over this preaching moment. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you. We thank you that revelation knowledge will flow freely, unhindered, uninterrupted, and unchecked by any satanic or demonic forces. God, we thank you that you're going to get in my mind and get in my mouth and speak through my mouth and think through my mind and let it be all of you and less of me and let the people be touched and blessed especially those who came in the building on this cold morning give them something extra for the extra that they gave god go above and beyond because they went above and beyond and we thank you for it in jesus name and let everybody say amen come on get your bibles in your hands oh gracious heavenly father and repeat after me this is my bible I can do what it says I can do. I I will will have what it says I will have. I'm a part of Deliverance Temple. Where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit, to serve we commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Christ's love compassionately. Father God, Father God. Feed, me feed me your word. Come on, put your hands together again one more time. <laughs> Praise God. It's a blessing to be able to share the word of God with such a great people. You're mighty people. Always remember that you are mighty. Somebody say, I'm mighty. Amen. All right, so today we're going to talk about this from this topic, the path forward. The path forward, and it's very apropos of the uh, song that was sung, uh, moving forward. So the path forward, what does that entail? What does it look like? How does it feel? One of the things that I can say that if you don't know anything, forward is a good way to start just moving forward. It's much better than going backwards, and it's much better than standing still. So forward is important, but just because you're going forward, you have to know the path. You have to know the path and the way. The Bible says that Jesus spoke of himself and says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto me no man cometh unto the Father but through me or but by me. So the path forward. The first thing I want to do is use our point from last week. The very first point from last week is our first point today. And it is the word expectation. Once again, in the brand new year, there should be some modicum of expectation in your life. You should just be expecting something. Some people are so predisposed of bad things to expect bad things. But as much as you can expect bad things, you can expect good things. So expectation is vitally important, especially in a new year. And once again, it's not in my notes, but I will say it to you again. This is something that if I were you, I would pray and I would expect, I would believe for an Ephesians three twenty year, which is an exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think kind of year. God, God, I give you permission to blow my mind. I give you permission to go above and beyond. I give you permission to supersede what I'm thinking. Uh, Sister Trish, when she was praying, she said, God, and if I'm praying too small, I like that. If If somehow I'm thinking too low and thinking too small, God, you can go above and beyond that. You can do more than that. Because I'm ready. I'm well able to receive it. I'm like Caleb. I'm old, but I can still take this mountain. I still can believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So your expectation, getting it up, is important. Come on, let's give us a definition of expectation. And here it is. A strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. A strong belief, and I keep going back to uh, to the aim message that Sister Athelone preached, and how when she got to the part of James when he starts talking about faith without works, a strong belief has works behind it. If you are expecting a new house, you'll probably get a realtor. You'll probably work on your credit. You, if you're really expecting. So, strong belief requires some work. So, I am expecting. My expectation is up. Let's go here, though. I want to turn just a bit of a a corner and give you a definition of the word uncertain. Not able to be relied on, not known, or definite. It's not known. It's not definite. I think I need... uh, I think I need to use a prop, but Brother Stephen, I might, might need to use you as a prop. Just, just stand behind me, and I'm going to fall back, and you're going to catch me, all right? No. Nah. Never mind. I was uncertain
1: that he was going
0: to have the ability to catch me if I fall. I use that for the, for the reason is that expectation is great, but here's the truth of the matter. And the problem that we have is that life comes with a whole lot of uncertainty. And so I am expecting, and I got a strong belief, but based on what I've been through, there is a little bit of uncertainty that it's all going to work out. In other words, let me be honest, when I hear people say this is going to be my year, I cringe just a little bit. Because if it's not your year, I wonder if that's going to take you out. So sometimes I don't know whether to say it's my year or not. Sometimes I got a little gun shy and nervous. I'm always expecting, but based on the way life sometimes comes and the uncertainty of life, I sometimes wonder sometimes wonder and so but what we need to do is we need to shift so we're going to go to a a verse here they're going to put it up we'll give you the reference at the end I'll have her read this verse
1: but I trust in you O Lord I say you are my God so
0: here's what helps us with our uncertainty and remember but is a word that cancels out what's ever before so but I trust in you Lord so Even though Stephen's not behind me anymore, when it comes to God, I can go ahead and fall back. Because I trust in you, God. Now, I am uncertain. I'm expecting, but I'm also uncertain. I'm believing, but I'm also a little nervous. I'm strong in my faith, but I'm a little scared too. But I trust in you, Lord. And this is what makes up the difference for many of us is because we wouldn't be here unless we trust in the Lord. I'm trusting not in my education, not in my bank account, not in my job, not in my spouse, not even in my denomination or my bishop. I'm trusting in the Lord. It's a long-term process. It, it takes a while, but I've learned that he's somebody I actually can depend upon. Because when I should have failed, he didn't let me fall. When I should have lost my mind, he kept me sane. He's held me together in the worst of moments. So I put my trust in the Lord. Some of y'all got your trust in first merchants. You got your trust in WGE or Prime Trust, Federal Credit Union or Navy Federal. But let me tell you something. All of those things will let you down. But I know a God that you can put your trust in. I will trust. In the Lord. Remind me of the song. I'll trust in the Lord. It's what we have to do, especially with a life filled with uncertainty. All right, let's move on in the verse. And this has become my prayer for years now. The first part of it, go ahead and read.
1: My times are in your hands. You can stop right there.
0: That's what I pray to God. I don't know when. I don't know when you're going to do it. I don't know if you're going to do it in 24. I don't know if you're going to do it in in July, January, November. I don't know if you're going to do it in 2026. But what I'm going to do is my times are in your hand, God. So, God, you are not on my clock. I'm on your clock. And so since I'm trusting in you, God, whenever you do it, whenever you get ready, I'm trusting in you. Now, this is something you learn when you ride with other folks. When you catch a ride with other folks and they say, I got to make a stop. You ain't got nothing to say about that because you're riding with them. Now, you may want to go home, but because you're not driving, you just got to sit back and trust. I learned that growing up with my mama when we would go to the store and say, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. It'd be a long time before I got home. But since I didn't have no license and I didn't have no car, I might as well just enjoy the ride. Because my times were in her hand. She was in control. Well, When you put your trust in the Lord, your times are in his hand. So, God, if you don't do it tomorrow, just as long as you do it. If you don't do it this year, just as long as you do it, God. I'm not rushing you, God. Do it when you get ready. Because when, when you get ready, it's going to be right. You may not come when I want it, but you're always going to be right on time. So my times are in your hand So let's go ahead and read it in its entirety
1: My times are in your hand Rescue me from the hand of my enemies And from my persecutors
0: Yes, and so let's put this up And then we're going to move on I can't promise what your path forward will look like I am a prophetic preacher But God has not given me prophetic insight For this year For specific people Sometimes he does But most of the time he doesn't So I can't promise you What it's going to look like I don't know what your path forward Will look like But go ahead and put this next one up But God sent me To remind you Of these assurances So for the rest of the message I'm going to give you something To hold on to And to hang on to even though I can't promise what your path forward will look like. I wish I could promise marriages, houses, and cars, and businesses, but many of that is just gimmicky. I don't see it, so I can't promise it. I don't know for sure that your health is going to be A1 all year long, so I can't promise it. But I can give you some insurance, some assurances, just in case it's not a one. And this is not in the notes, but I can just say it this way. By his stripes, you were healed, and therefore you are healed. So I can't tell you what it'll look like. All I know is I know the God that if you put your trust in, it'll be okay. In other words, let me give you an example. I, I can't tell you. That if you walk out of here, you're not going to be cold. But I can tell you, if you put a coat, a hat, gloves, scarf, you might be able to make it from the door to your car and be okay. Because I can't promise everything, but there's a few things I do know. If it's three below outside, don't go out there without a coat put something on just in case but I'm here to let you know if you put on God just in case 2024 gonna be alright if you put on his mercy it's gonna be alright if you strap up in his grace it's gonna be alright I can't promise you everything but I know the God that if you hook up with him it's gonna be alright I got a feeling everything gonna be alright alright let's Let's go ahead and track through some of these. Let's start off with letter A. This is the first point under that. When your path is dark, he will be your light. I can't promise you what the path forward is going to look like, but I can throw this out there that when the path gets dark, he will be your light. Let's go to some scripture here. Let's look at Psalms 119, 105.
1: Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light
0: to my Mm -hmm. feet. I can't promise you it's not going to get dark. But I do know the word is a lamp unto my feet and it's a light to my path. In other words, if you keep on investing in the word, what do you mean, Pastor Andre? Well, when you give your time to the word of God, you are investing in the word and you are investing in light. And when darkness shows up, you go have some light. Just yesterday I was uh, doing something around the house. I was trying to work on the electrical panel. I need to shut off all the lights in the house and I wanted to go in the garage and, and work and And it was a light outside it's daylight, but even behind the garage, it was a little too dark for me to see what I needed to do and all the power is shut off so I have no light. So I'm looking for a flashlight and I don't have any flashlight available. And I was reminded that my uh, aunt just gave me a gift. And many times she gives, sometimes the men, in the family, the similar gifts. And so on Christmas Day, I seen Stephen come home with a hat that had an LED light on the hat. And so I want, I said, "No, my aunt, she might have provided me a light. So I go in the bag, and there was a hat with a light on it. Just what I needed when I needed it. Now, she, I got the gift late because we had been missing uh, each other, so I got the gift late, but the gift was right on time. I'm here to let you know sometimes the light may come late, but it'll be right on time. I don't know when darkness is going to knock on your door, but whenever it shows up, the light will already be there because His word is a light. Light in my path, lamp to my feet, light to my. Head. Come on, let's let's read some more. Let's look at John eight twelve. This is the words of Jesus are in red.
1: Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life.
0: I can't promise you darkness won't come, but I've heard someone that says you won't walk in darkness because he is the light. See, darkness can come momentarily, but if you keep moving forward, Guess what? Light's going to show up because he is the light. And as long as you got him on the inside, you have a light for your way. Light the way. Light the path. Make make it a way, God. God is able to make a way. All right, let's go on to the next verse. Revelations 22 and 5.
1: And night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun. For the Lord God will be their light, Uh and they will reign forever and ever.
0: This is at the end of the book. This is at the back of the book. This is the last chapter. It says, you won't need no light, for the Lamb will be the light. So Jesus himself was going to be the light and the lamp that you need to get you where you need to go. All right, let's keep on going. Let's go to our next one. This is B. When your path is confusing, he will be your peace. So when the path is dark, he'll be your light. But if the path gets confusing, he will be your peace. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been lost, lost while you're driving. You're driving and you get lost. But you get so lost that you're confused. I done got confused right here in the city of Muncie. Because I done got out into the county. And I don't need this 500 and 600 west and 450. I don't know where I am. And there's not street lights out there in the county. And sometimes you can get confused. But here's what I need you to understand. Darkness can come so harsh That can actually cause you to be confused. But not only is he your light when it's dark. He's your peace when you're confused. Let's read a verse that goes with this.
1: Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all.
0: Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace. So he's peace but he's going to give you peace. The only way he being peace can give you peace. He's got to give you a piece of himself. And so when God gave you a piece of himself, how did he do that? When he got on the cross, And let them stab him and whip him And beat him And and beat him to pieces Those pieces was the peace That we need So thank God I got a piece of Christ That gives me a piece I got a P-I-E-C-E of Christ That gives me the P-A-E-C-E Of God That gives me what I need So I'm no longer confused Or I don't have to stay in confusion Because I have a piece of the peace. Amen all right, let's go on. Let's look at this next one. This is very familiar.
1: You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in oh, you. It
0: goes, goes back, back to that, that trust thing. So, so this, this is, is key. All we really got to do in the path moving forward is trust him. But the Bible says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or locked on him. Let me go back to a driving example. Cruise control. When you use cruise control and you set it on 75, it will never come off of 75 unless you touch it or change it. It's going to stay on there because you have it set. You have it stayed on 75. If you have your mind stayed on Christ, guess what? Perfect peace will come. Peace that doesn't make sense. I don't know why I'm peaceful. I don't know why I'm not more anxious than I am. I don't know why I'm not more nervous than I am. But since I've been thinking on him and my mind is stayed on him, somehow peace just fills the atmosphere. Peace just fills the room. Now, I- I'm going to throw this out there and-, and please don't take it too far. But at the older I get, I'm getting in a mindset that I don't care. It's not... I'm not trying to be uh, flippant, but I'm so peaceful that I don't care. So sometimes people on my job, they are fussed about, so-and-so so, this, this, and so-and-so so did that. In my mind, I'm thinking, I do not care. Because I'm not going to let what you got going on mess up my peace. So uh, i listen to you, but at the end of the day, I don't really care. Uh, I, I don't mind counseling people. But if I've already told you that ain't the person you're supposed to be with, and you got a whole bunch of ups and downs, I don't really care. I love you, but you're not messing up my peace. Because I'm in perfect peace because my mind is stayed on him. And if I keep my mind stayed on your rebellious tail, it's going to mess up my peace, so I'm not worried about it. I love you, but you're not going to infect my peace. What you need to do is get a piece of the one that I got a piece of so you can have the peace that I have and have the peace that you need. People, people, uh, they'll go crazy about all kinds of stuff. Cat Williams, you see what he said? Yeah, I saw it and I laughed at it, but at the end of the day, I really don't care. Who's telling the truth, who's not? I don't care. Ain't none of them paying my bills, so I'm not worried that much about it. I'm having some peace. I had to, now, I, I'm good at that, but I'm not good when it comes to sports because the Colts will interrupt my peace and the paces. So what I have to do when it gets late in the fourth quarter, sometimes I just got to turn it off. And I'll look at it later because I I get so emotionally invested. It's messing up my peace. But I'm too old to be going all crazy because of what a team does that ain't paying my bills at all. I'm about to protect my peace. Comes with some of your family members. I love you, but I don't care because I'm not going to allow you to mess up my peace. Well, Well, my my credit card is maxed out. Well, God bless you. I I don't know what that got to do with me in this season of my life because there's some stuff you knew better than doing. I can't allow your emergency to become my emergency to mess up my peace. Now, if God calls me to help, that's one thing. But sometimes we help where God ain't told us to help. And we pray to God when our peace is all out of whack but we're carrying on more than we're supposed to carry I have a weight limit prescribed by the doctor I can only carry so much I can only carry so much of your junk so much of your foolishness I can only carry so much. You're going to have to do some of this on your own. You're going to have to pray for yourself. You're going to have to fast for yourself. Yes, I'm fasting, but you're going to have to fast for yourself because I can't interrupt my. All right. Praise God, Lord. And still be loving. Amen. All right. Let's look at verse uh, 7 of Philippians 4 7. This is the last part of the piece. Read that. Okay. I think they lost it for a second. They'll get it back. Let me read this. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. It's talking to someone that I care for dearly who's, who's in a health challenge, one of those things where the doctors don't know. And it's, it's, it's tough when you go to the doctors and they don't really know. And then when they do tell you something, they keep telling you something worse than the last time. And so what the person told me says they it seems like they keep coming up with more things, but I have a peace. He's like I I just have a peace about it. And I was like, yeah, a piece that don't make sense. They was like, yes, a piece that don't make sense and it brought me to this scripture, a piece that passes understanding. I I should be more crazy than I am. I am a little bit crazy. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit crazy, but I should be crazier than I am. But I got a piece that don 't make sense I, I should be more worried, but I have a peace I, I i I should be hurting, but I have a peace. I should be confused, but I have a peace i 'm grieving, but i got a peace i 'm depressed but I got a peace I'm addicted but I got a peace that's why I'm able to come through the grieving through the depression through the addiction because I have a peace the whole time because here's the thing the addiction will leave me but the peace won't leave me because I'll neither leave you nor will I forsake you so that means that the trouble is temporary but the peace is permanent amen I got a permanent present perfect peace all right let's Let's go on. Let's go on to see. When your path is hard, he will be your comfort. So when your path is dark, he'll be your light. When your path is confusing, he'll be your peace. And when your path is downright hard, he will be your comfort. Go ahead and read the verse. They're going to put it up there for you.
1: This is my comfort in my affliction. That your promise gives me life.
0: Comfort in my affliction. Right now uh, in in my Bible reading, I'm in the book of Job. And I'm looking at the affliction that he was in. Reminds me of our bishop. He would always do this when he was talking about the word in. He would say like apples in a bag, which means that the apples are surrounded by the bag. So when you are in affliction, that means you are surrounded by the affliction. But your promise gives me life. Not that I have to wait to be pulled out of the affliction. But God has a way to give me comfort in the affliction. He knows how to get in the affliction and give me life in it. Yes, I want him to snatch me out of it, but he shows me how he'll crawl in it with me because he understands affliction. The Bible says that he was afflicted, so he's acquainted with those who are afflicted. The Bible says he's near to the brokenhearted. So when I'm brokenhearted, I want him to mend me and pull me out of it, but sometimes he crawls in the bed with me and just holds me in the midnight hour because he's comfort in the affliction and in it your promise gives me life what what, what kind of promise can I have in the middle of affliction is it won't always be like this I, I I'm not gonna cry forever I'm not going to hurt forever. I'm not going to hurt to the same level forever. It, it, it may be different degrees. And so I'm just trusting you, God, that, that there is some light at the end of the tunnel. And the tunnel may be very long right now. I might be at the beginning of the tunnel, but I'm still moving forward. I tell this all the time and I'll say it again. I remember being young and wanting to go to the mall. And walking from my house on Elgin across from Longfellow and walking down by Bill McCoy Ford and getting ready to turn up McGalliard to go to the Muncie Mall. But I underestimated how hot it was that particular day. And by the time I got from my home on Elgin down to Bill McCoy Ford and by the time I got up close to Kmart, I was wore out and I was tired. And I was sweating. And just uh, one problem was I seen the Muncie Mall bus going the opposite direction. It passed me. So it was going back to the station. So I told myself, I'm going back home. This is too hot. It's too hard. But then I looked back and realized how far I had come. And to go back... It was going to be easier for me to keep going forward, for me to turn around and go back home. Because if I went forward, I could at least get to the mall and maybe buy something. I could at least get an MCL pie or something if I keep moving forward. But if I go backwards, there was nothing behind. So guess what I did? I kept on moving forward. And I made it to my destination. And I'm letting you know your tunnel is hard. And your tunnel is long. But baby, if you turn around now, you don't come too far to turn around. So keep on moving forward. Keep pressing forward. Because guess what God will do? He'll get in the affliction with you. And there's times when you feel like you are not walking at all. And you have no strength. It's because he's carrying you. And one thing I do know after I got to the mall and did what I needed to do. Guess what? When I came out the doors, the Muncie bus was coming up. I didn't have to walk back home. I got a chance to ride back home. And this is what I need you to understand. If you walk through the hard times, hard times won't be there forever. There are going to be some easy days. The Bible lets us know that that Satan had to leave Jesus alone for a season. There's going to come a season where the Satan can't even get next to you. He can't touch you, but you got to go through this right now. Let's go on to another verse here. This brings it all home, especially, especially for us.
1: Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I love that he
0: doesn't say, even though I stay in the valley of the shadow of death. He said even though I walk. Yes, it's hard, but I'm still walking. And I always love this, is that it says it's the valley, which is a hard place. And death is a hard place, but, and and it's a shadow though, but you can't have a shadow without a light. So if there's a shadow, that means there's some light. And I already told you he'll be light in darkness. But he also be comfort in death. He'll, he'll step in the situation and help you walk. Yes, I'm walking, but I'm not walking by myself. I'm walking, but I got a pep in my step, and the pep don't belong to me. God doesn't put something in my feet. I'm walking when I shouldn't be walking. I should be somewhere crazy. I should be in an insane asylum, but I'm yet preaching. I'm yet pastoring. I'm yet walking. I don't know how, but God. But God. I'm here to let you know, but God. All right, here's this. Let's look at in the words of Jesus.
1: Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted.
0: Here's a promise that comfort is coming. And it's a blessed comfortness. So that means that wherever you were when you lost comfort is not how you're going to be at the end of the journey. In other words, if you were broke when you lost comfort, you ain't going to be broke when I bring it back to you. In other words, I'm going to to make you so blessed in the process that the devil's going to be so upset that he ever got close to you, Deliverance Temple, that he ever messed with you, Deliverance Temple, that he ever huffed. And blew and tried to blow your house down. But he messed around and had some brick. He ran into some brick. And he can't blow us down. He can't knock us over. And so guess what? He's going to be upset. When he sees. Reminds me of a message I preached years ago. said, make him pay. We about to make the devil pay for everything he's ever tried to do for us. And here's this. Read the next verse.
1: You would increase my greatness and comfort me again.
0: Yes. So there's greatness on the inside of us. But you actually are in the midst of our affliction. You're going to increase our greatness. And comfort me again. But let me add this. Again. And again. Wherever I need comfort, you're going to comfort me again. And again. And again. And guess what? In the process, I'm going to be getting greater. I'm greater, I'm greater, I'm greater. I'm going to be getting greater than I was before. And so guess what? Greatness is coming our way. and, and, And when you say greatness, there's so many things it could be. It could be so many things, but greatness is happening on the inside of us, even though the pathway sometimes is dark, it's confusing, it's without comfort. But in the process, we're getting greater and we're getting better. Let, let me just go ahead and, cl- and close from that part and move to the next one by saying this. I'm stronger. I'm better. I'm wiser. I, 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 I made I never would have made it, but I'm stronger. I'm better. I'm wiser. That's always going to be our testimony. Each day we're getting stronger. We're getting better. We're getting wiser. We're getting more prosperous. We can add all kinds of stuff. Now, it, we, we don't always see it in its daily journey. In other words, it, it, sometimes we have good days and sometimes we have bad days, but it's the whole of it. When you add it all up, and let me, let me borrow from another song, all of my good days weigh my bad days. So I won't complain because when God gets done putting the pieces of the puzzle together, it's unfairly weighted. The bad days are down here and the good days are up here. Right now, the bad days may be up here, but all God has to do, just like a teeter-totter, is sit on. And when he sit on it, I, it's going to change the dynamic. God, come and sit on my family. Sit, sit on my finances. Sit on my health. Sit on my mind. It's going to change the dynamic. In 2024, we're going to see some changes for the good. All right, let's, let's go to our, our final one. D, when your path is weak, he will be your strength. So all of these path things that I'm talking about, I'm all picking out and pointing out the negative. I could have talked about when your path is joyous, when your path is happy, when your path is prosperous, but, but that's easy talk. It's really, it's easy to follow a path when everything's working right. So I wanted to go the opposite direction. I want to talk about the dark path, the confusing path, the uncomfortable path, but he's light in the darkness. He's peace in the confusion and he's comfort in the uncomfortable. But he's also strength when you are weak. Come on, let's, let's go to Joel 3.10. Read that.
1: Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let
0: the weak say, I am strong. Most of the times we only quote the last part of that verse. Let the weak say, I am strong. But the first part talks about beating your plowshares into swords. And so what that means is they were, they were farmers. They were agriculture. But the Lord, spirit of the Lord is telling me you're going to have to be a warrior. You're going to have to fight. So I'm, what I'm causing you to do is turn what you have now into weapons of warfare. Because you've got to be a warrior. And you're not about to be a weak warrior. You've got to be a strong warrior. So right now, all I have is a lay-me-down-to-sleep prayer, but I'm about to turn that into a powerful prayer. I am no longer am I praying no weak, scary prayers in 2024. My prayer will be like a sword, like the sword of the Spirit. Well, how can your prayer be like the sword of the Spirit? Because I'm not going to waste time. I'm going to pray the Word of God. I'm going to open up the Bible and pray what the Bible says. Devil, I want you to hear what the Bible has to say. I don't want you to hear from Andre and Devin. I want you to hear what thus says the Lord. Because I'm ready to fight. I got a sword. I got a spear. And I'm not weak. I am strong. Now, here's the beauty of it all. Many times, people want to attack weak folk. Because they look weak. In, in this, this uh, last season of a couple years... Russia wanted to attack Ukraine because Ukraine is much smaller than Russia. And for whatever reason, I don't know all, I don't know all the geopolitical reasons, but Putin wants that land. And it used to be a part of Russia before, but he wanted it, he wanted it back. And Ukraine is small and should have been annihilated, But somehow America and other people stepped in and keep giving weapons to the Ukrainians to fight off the Russians. And a war that should have been done in three months, it keeps lasting. And the little people, the weak people, they look like they're strong because somebody keeps pumping them with weaponry. Your tax dollars, and people are upset about it, but your tax dollars have been taken to give money to the Ukrainians And somebody behind the scenes is supporting them so they can fight the big bad wolf Well, let me tell you, you look weak, but there's a God behind the scenes sending the weaponry your way I got missiles I got stealth armies I didn't know I have and that's why when I stand up and say thus said the Lord the demons they have to run and they have to flee it's not at my voice but at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess I got some weapons in my arsenal and they come from the kingdom of heaven and I'm here to unleash them And in this new season, you don't even have to go. You can send a drone. I don't even have to go. I can be in Muncie in my bedroom. I can send a prayer missile all the way to where it needs to go. Blow up the devil where it needs to be blown up. Why? Because I got some high weaponry and I didn't have to pay for it at all. It cost somebody, but it didn't cost me. Yeah, the cost was on the cross. I like that. The cost was on the cross. All right, we just a few more verses. Read this. Isaiah 41 and 10.
1: Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will you. do what? I will strengthen yeah. you. Yeah. I will help you. Yes. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand.
0: Well, well let me let me ask this question then. If we never... Get weak, then we can never see him strengthen us. So sometimes you need to know that you're weak, so you can find out how strong he really is. There, there are let me, let me let me put it to you this way. There's times I found out I wasn't as strong as I needed to be. One time it was in church. I wasn't the preacher. But the preacher was praying for folk, and I was standing behind folk, helping. And somebody fell, and it was more than I can handle. We all fell. I wasn't strong as I thought I was. Sometimes you find out you're weaker than you know you are. But I need a God that will come in and strengthen me. Come in and stabilize me. Well, guess what? And this is a long time ago. Somebody say a long time ago. Well, guess what? Next time that person got prayed for, I got some reinforcements. I don't know what deacon I got, but you stand with me, and we're, gonna, we're not going to fall this time. We're going to be supported. Well, guess what? God is my reinforcement. He's my rear guard. Surely Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. If I do fall, I got goodness on one side. I got mercy on the other side. If I fall out of his mercy, I got his goodness. If I fall out of his goodness, I got his mercy. I'm protected on all sides, and he will strengthen me. He will stabilize me. He will help me. He'll pick me up. He'll turn me around. He'll place my feet. On solid ground. All I got to do is say thank you, Lord, for strengthening me. All right? Last section of verses. We're going to come on close from here.
1: He gives power to the faith. Yes. And to him who has no might, he increases strength.
0: Wait. But, God, I don't have no more. I don't have no more might. Oh, you're a prime candidate for me then. Because it's not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So if you have no might, basically you're the right one. I need to step in and lift up. All right. Read the next one.
1: Even youth shall fall and be weary, and the young men shall fall exhausted. Yes. But they that wait upon the Lord. Yes. Shall renew their strength. come on, mama. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall
0: walk and not face. whoa. Yeah, we've come through some weary times. We've come through some rough times. But they that wait on the Lord, and that doesn't just mean wait patiently, it's like a waiter. They who serve God what He wants when He wants it. When you wait on the Lord, He'll renew your strength. He'll mount you up like wings as eagles You'll run and not be weary You'll walk and not faint I should have fell over But God has strengthened me I should have been down and out But God has raised me up I should have lost my mind But God was on my side I almost gave up But God had my back. I don't know who I'm talking to, whether they're in the building or online in this cold January morning. Let me tell you, God will strengthen you. God will lift you up. God will turn it around. God will fix it. God is able. God is strong. God is powerful. And God is all I need. Come on, let's stand to our feet this morning. The path forward, somebody say the path forward, may be filled with uncertainty, but it surely will be filled with my God. Let's say it again. The path forward may be filled with uncertainty, but it surely will be filled with my God. And you don't have to say this, but i add this. And if God be for you, who can be against you? The path forward. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Dear gracious heavenly Father, God, we thank you that your light in darkness, your peace in confusion, your comfort in affliction and uncomfortable circumstances, and God, your strength when we are weak. And when we put it all together, you're just God being God in our lives. And for that, we thank you. God, we hold our head up high. We lift our heads up. We are strong. We're like Martin Luther King. We see the mountaintop. We can see. We have a vision. We can see. We have a dream, and we're going to get there. Unlike Martin who was snuffed out, we won't be snuffed out. We're going to get there because we're going to move forward until the dream and the vision is realized. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And let everybody say amen and amen. God bless you.